0: today is the 21st day of our 21-day fast. I have had a few people tell me they're looking forward to having some bacon tomorrow morning, praise God. Um, but it's just been an unusual, you know, different people have done different things, Daniel fast or different elements, but it's just been unusual when we take the time to really purpose to press in on that level. There is something that shifts in the spirit realm and the atmosphere in general. Um, This morning was just a profound morning, and I believe God's just going to continue in that conversation with us today. Um, I also want to encourage you, you know, there's something significant about our getting together as men this Friday night, something just significantly spiritual about the community element of that. But then, uh, coming soon, we'll have our Fuel the Fire event with Steve Upple coming in from England. And I just, you know, I wanna make sure we really do understand, There's a, there are different people that carry different gifts to the body of Christ. And this is a guy that major organizations are asking him to come be the president of their organization because they recognize the ministry gift he carries for the church. Um, he's choosing not to take more public roles of platform because he just feels, the Lord said, just focus in on the relationships and we are one of those relationships he's an external elder to our house so i really would invite you um, on that friday a week from friday friday morning at 9 a.m is when we start the fuel the fire event you can stop out in the lobby and get registered we'll have tables set up and meals and everything going on for that Um, i just believe that it's a significant time for us to press in how many of you believe it's a significant time for us to press in i just believe god wants to do something unique Let's, let's just all press in right now and just declare it. we agree. Grant us wisdom, Lord, to know you more intimately. In Jesus' name. And so tonight, I know, is a significant part of that as well as we conclude our fast, in a sense, with worship and prayer and prophetic and baptism. If you're being baptized in water tonight, just be in this room at 5 p.m. And we're going to kick off at 6 o'clock, and uh, I believe it'll just be an amazing evening of worship and celebrating the love and the life of Christ. I, I shared this in the first service. I felt like during worship, early in the 930, the, the Holy Spirit said to me, Today I'm going to blow your mind and fill your heart. And I had uh, multiple people after the service coming up in the lobby saying, Mind blown. Uh, I believe God wants to address some things with us and have a, a conversation, unlock a conversation today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually cultivate some commonly understood points of scripture with you. And we're gonna weave those together into an expression of understanding of something that I believe is utterly significant to next level us, next level you, next level kingdom in the earth. God is not afraid of uh, intelligence the Bible actually says that we're to love him with all of our heart how many of you know we can do that in a certain sense and then we give our heart more grow deeper and and he enlarges that within us but there's also about loving him with all of our soul and what with all of our mind and so there is something about the way we think that is really important and I think that you'll see a little bit of that today I'm gonna ask you to write on the top of your your note card a couple of things that will kind of help, I think, piece it all together that I didn't include in my notes, but just in sensing this from the Lord, I feel this is much bigger than uh, what I was anticipating it would be, and we'll just have to explore what that really looks like. But on the top of your card, if you'll write um, darkness slash ignorance, and then light slash knowledge, and we've talked before uh, A little bit about what this looks like and the origin of the word light is the same origin of the word knowledge that's why when you watch cartoon characters that have an idea what comes over their head a light bulb right in other words they've become enlightened to something that they were not enlightened to before it makes sense the origin of light and the origin of knowledge are the same word origin and in the same way the origin of darkness and the origin of ignorance are the same word origin And uh, we don't want to be darkened in our understanding. We say it often. Don't leave me in the dark on this. What are we saying? I want in on the information. And so you see we use these terms synonymously uh, but may not necessarily understand specifically how they tie in. Now this is why it's important that we see the Bible actually doesn't say That my people perish because the devil's so mean or the world is so bad but the Bible actually says that my people God's people perish why because of a lack of knowledge so this is utterly significant for us to understand where we're going to go today and we understand the power of prayer. We understand our focal point is understanding or uh, looking at our conversational design. You and I are created by God for conversation. It's just in our DNA, this community element, this conversation, we're drawn to that. But it's on a deeper level than maybe what we understand. And so I want to present it to you this way, a very challenging thought. We'll kind of start very simple. Jesus came as man, Agreed. Jesus is man, Jesus is God, showed up on the earth. He is the, the one in, in two, all man, all God. So Jesus, the Bible says, let me ask this question, how many of you want to be like Jesus? Can I just see the Bible tells us we should, so we want to be like Jesus. So let's evaluate something very significant about Jesus, what Jesus did so we know what to replicate or duplicate or aim for. Luke 5, 16, the Bible says Jesus often, everybody say often. Jesus often withdrew to the lonely places to pray. In other words, Jesus knew that he was created for conversation, that he possessed this conversational design, and that he would often go into a place of conversation with the Father as a place of prayer. Now, we understand that because Jesus came as man living in the earth. Uh, god but man and he was here to rescue humanity personally i just want to say thank you god for sending your son jesus how about you aren't you glad that he came to redeem and rescue our lives that we might have an understanding of who god really is and i can understand why jesus would pray because he was walking in the ocean of fallen humanity it makes sense but then something interesting happens Jesus goes to the cross, he's crucified, he dies, buried in the grave, risen from the tomb. The Bible says Jesus then is seated where? Just putting all the components together. Jesus is seated, let's all say it. The right hand of the Father. And what is he doing? The Bible says he ever lives to make intercession. So Jesus on the earth as a man, I understand, praying. But Jesus in heaven where we understand very clearly Jesus is God my question today is why does god pray and i think we don't understand prayer and that would be the reason the question why does god pray seem to perplex us because in a sense immediately what i start thinking about is who does god pray to like You know, we say our Father was starting in heaven. He said, me, who's here? You know, I mean, who does God, who does he pray to? Like, how does this work and why in the world would God pray? Why does God pray? I had a message from somebody who I love dearly, who sits on the front row right next to me every Sunday, but I won't mention Tracy's name. This week she sent me a text and she said, well, you got me curious. I see this this message that's gone out to our church family. Why does God pray? She said, I understand we pray to God, but God prays. I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. So what she's saying is your theology might be a little off and we might have to sit you down. But I, I, think we're, I think we recovered nicely through the first service, and we'll just kind of reiterate this again. Let's start in the beginning and try and get an understanding. How many of you want to know why God prays? I think what will happen is when you get enlightened to this, it will actually mobilize you to more effectively understand the power of prayer in your own life. Holy Spirit, bless the reading of your word. Lord, awaken something in the church. I believe that there are seasons that you take the church into a deeper understanding and a deeper revelation of Christ. I believe this is that season. I believe you're wanting the body of Christ in the earth to step into a deeper reality of who you are in us and who we are in you. Reveal that to us this morning. Lord, give birth to that revelation in the earth right here in this room, we pray, to release your kingdom in power and anointing. Amen and amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens. And the earth how did he do that he spoke it into existence now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters and God said Jesus teaches the disciples in the New Testament when you pray say And God said, and Jesus teaches in the New Testament to the disciples, when you pray, say. So perhaps this isn't just a say, but this is a pray that we're seeing right here from God in the very beginning that launched it all into motion. And God said, or God prayed, let there be light, and there was light. This is significant in so many respects but what we need to understand is in the beginning we find God speaking and the world existing as a result of what God is speaking. In the beginning we find God speaking and the world resulting as, uh, as an expression of what he was speaking. I want to just show you today and talk to you about the importance of understanding what you're speaking is actually why the world is existing that you are living in yourself you live in a world like we are in the world but you have your world and your world is largely the result of what you are speaking your world is existing because you're created in the image of god with the same creative abilities that god has let I me mean, show you from different standpoints i know it's right now it's a little bit of a stretch and it's just like how, how does that how does that really work but i assure you all these are basic biblical components that merge together to help us understand the power of prayer i'm so glad god didn't look out at all the darkness and say oh it's so dark right now look at all that darkness holy spirit you see all that darkness that is so dark i think that some of you in this room have looked at the darkness of your situation and rehearsed the darkness instead of declaring the light i'm glad god set the example that he could look into the face of darkness and say let there be light adam and eve sinned against god and all humanity suffered the loss of life with god the way god originally designed us to know we all agree because of their sin we suffered the loss of life in humanity so that there's a separation that then existed and took place so think about this god created he did not create the earth with as a winding down entity with a temporal timeline to conclude do you understand that one day Jesus will come back again and when Jesus comes back he will actually renew the earth, we're not going to go live in heaven contrary to what some of your previous you know, theology has been you're not going to go live in heaven heaven is invading earth and we will have a new earth, we will live in the earth as God originally planned in other words it will be restored back to the original place instead of, instead of our coming together and praying oh God help us just get through this This land, we're just, you know, one glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away. That's actually not biblical. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth right now as it is in heaven. That's who you and I are. We're to declare the kingdom of God in the earth and one day the fullness of the kingdom will actually replenish the earth to restore it to its original disposition the way God originally created it. Are we all on the same page? Earth then won't have a temporal timeline because it won't be winding down. What I'm saying is God created the earth originally with eternity in mind. In other words, the the creation of God, the power of his word caused an escalation of that which existed to actually perpetuate eternally, never, never winding down. But the fall of humanity seemed to reverse that order. And instead of continuing to wind up and exist eternally, everything then started winding down. Suddenly there began to be a timeline on humanity. Anybody ever read your Bible and somebody lived to be hundreds and hundreds of years old and you thought to yourself, is this really even possible? Can we even trust the Bible? If you go back and look at it scientifically, it's very important that you understand intellectual ideology is not a problem for theology. If you'll evaluate this, there was an entirely different canopy vapor that existed over the earth there was no such thing as rain there was an atmosphere genesispark.com or a group of scientists that have actually put together a website that they have evaluated what the the original canopy vapor of the earth looked like and in that canopy vapor life could be sustained tomato plants grow hundreds and hundreds of tomatoes in the atmosphere of this canopy vapor that resembles the original atmosphere of the earth i'm simply saying the original atmosphere of the earth is not the original or the atmosphere we know it today god designed the earth to, to that we would live forever in this atmosphere Once rain came, that was the dissipation of this atmosphere of moisture as all the protective canopy vapor of moisture in the air came down and landed to the earth. Perhaps this is a shifting of the continents and we can get into all kinds of continental drift, et cetera, discussions today. I don't really want to go into a lot of the scientific element. I simply want you to understand there is no reason for you to fear intellectualism in the world that you and I live in. There are many PhDs who understand Jesus is Lord, the Bible is the Word of God and we don't have to shrink away from that at all Amen. Yes, love God with your heart, love God with your mind, and all of a sudden in this scenario and, and, and let me finish that, that little rabbit trail I was on, once the canopy vapor shifted, that's when you see in scripture the life, uh, lifetimes of humans in the earth suddenly diminished greatly And that's the dividing moment where something changed physiologically in the earth that adjusted the lifespan of humanity god is going to replenish that and restore that how many of you in this room are going to live forever can i just see raise your hand how many of you in this room are going to live forever in the presence of god see everybody's going to live forever and our mission is to help people understand that Jesus is the way we actually are able to live in the presence of God forever and ever. The world needs Jesus. Humanity needs to be restored and replenished back to its original design in him. So the fall of humanity then produced this de-escalation. Everything was escalating up to spiral into eternal, perpetuating existence. And suddenly the fall of humanity caused this fall to take place. And everything then starts escalating down. We call that the law of entropy. The law of entropy is the second law of thermodynamics that those are the the laws that govern the universe and and the law of entropy simply says simply put in layman's terms which is where i tend to dwell on about a second or third grade level everything's winding down everything's breaking how many of you know that a an old car put in a field and left there for a hundred years it's going to break down that is the law of entropy ashes to ashes Just to dust. Everything's going to go back to its original form into the earth. That's the law of entropy. How many of your houses need work or it gets run down? You understand? How many of your children's bedroom gets run down? Needs a lot of help. Anybody here? Praise God. And so understand that's just the basic law of entropy. Things are winding down and we have to inject energy in them to keep them from winding down. In other words, we're entropy is happening and we're injecting energy to fight the entropy so that they don't just wear out and and tear tear up so friendships wind down marriages wind down You, you need to hear what i'm saying that which you leave alone and don't give energy into will slowly be destroyed This is important for us to understand because it is not only the law of entropy, but then it reveals something about the very nature of God and why God prays. Are you starting to put any pieces together? So God originally brings a declaration that winds everything up. Man sins, everything starts winding down. Jesus then is risen from the grave at the right hand of the Father, continues to pray. There's a war going on against entropy. It's called eternity. And you and I are supposed to step into this thing and understand our words have power. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was the beginning or the origin of the energy that started it all. This is the energy that we have to come back to if we're really going to walk this out. Why Jesus prays, or why God prays, that question is answered in this perspective. When we evaluate prayer, maybe it's really not about powerless people praying to powerful God... To do things on powerless people's behalf but maybe this is your blank maybe prayer is a powerful God empowering his people to release his power in the earth which replenishes the earth in such a way that it reverses the curse into a blessing because you and I are here wherever you work That place has a port of entry from heaven where the blessing of God can get into that place. Do you know who you are? Because you are the port of entry. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. We're saying God opened the gates and God is saying I've made you the gates. Yes, open the gate. Do you understand who we are? I mean, when we start to comprehend this, we start to understand. Maybe prayer is in our begging, powerful God to do things, but maybe prayer is being empowered by God to be the gates He's called us to be. Because Jesus says in the book of John that He is the light of the world. But then He says in the in the book of Matthew that we are the light of the world. In other words, Jesus empowering us is a cooperative expression of the kingdom of God expanding in the earth, winding things back up. He's the light. You're the light. We're the light. Come on, somebody shout, and declare it today. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask or imagine. He is a worthy God, worthy of our praise. (laughs) Nehemiah 13, 2. God reverses the curse into a blessing. God converts the entropy into eternity. It's amazing you start to see this and and then like the Bible says that there's something likened to a sharp sword anybody know what that is in Hebrews 4 what is it that's like a two-edged sword a sharp sword the Word word of God is like a two-edged sword sharper than any double-edged sword it's a powerful powerful tool and then I read one day in Isaiah 49 he has made your mouth he has made my mouth Like a sharp sword. Hmm. So God's word that started it all is likened to a sharp sword. And God's word in my mouth is likened to a sharp sword. He's the light. We're the light. Are you seeing the parallel of what prayer really may be all about? Maybe we actually have the capacity and the ability to walk into an entropy-riddled situation where there seems to be no hope and all of it looks hopeless. Everything appears like all hope is gone. And with the power of our declaration and our existence of something more than just what's going on in the brain and just what's going on in the tongue, but that which is going on in the spirit, come on, there's some men and women of substance in the house. You're carrying something of power and anointing. Come on, the glory of God being revealed in our lives. Ha! <clears throat> I, I, on a, this is what blows my mind with this, and this is—I love these parallels. And, and I spoke in our uh, our biology class here at our school this last week, and and did some lecture to help them understand some of this intellectual element of, of what I'm what I'm talking about. And I, I love seeing the parallel of truth of Scripture into real life. Don't you? It's just beautiful to watch God do that. And and like science reveals. I had people from the medical, professional, medical community come to me after the first service. And they say, you have no idea just how much you were saying exactly what we've learned in terms of all of this stuff. And so science tells us that your cells, you know, all the cells in your body actually eavesdrop on your conversation. In other words, if you'll stay positive in negative situations, your cells... Will actually develop a strength and it will fortify your immune system. But if a negative situation gets you talking negative, then your cells somehow contrive an energy from your words in a negative fashion. Do you understand that this is the design of God in your life? Like, I don't know about you, but to me, mind blown, this is crazy. Prayer is not me in a feeble place. Oh, God, you're powerful. I'm the worm. Just do something for me. Lord, I'm asking you to do this. God is saying, you're the gates. Why don't you rise up and make a declaration in your situation like you've never thought before? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Ha! Sometimes I say, ha! I don't know why. But it's just releasing positive energy in the room. There's something, Paul said, of impartation that would come right now. There is substance coming out of my spirit. Will you receive it in your life that we might walk in a way that substance comes out of our spirit as an army of the living God in the earth? When we take God's creative word in our mouths, we are empowered by God to release strength, life, and encouragement to ourselves and to others. This is why God tells us in Joel 3, let the weak say, say, pray, declare. What world exists? What words did you speak? Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the discouraged say, I am full of confidence in the Lord today. What are you talking about in your self-talk nonsense? I felt the Holy Spirit was saying to me that he just wanted to address this in a a realm that we would understand just how powerful our voices are are in a revelation of prayer why does god pray because it is god's plan that we in his creation in his image enter into this expression that he will perpetually eternally live in as an expression of who he is do you realize in heaven the bible actually says that angels are there while waves of revelation sweep across all of these angels and they are overwhelmed by his declaration and they say these words Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And the Bible says no sooner does that wave of revelation pass than another wave of revelation comes and the angels again say, holy, holy, holy holy is the Lord God. Do you know what you are in for in eternity? Heaven is not going to be boring. When heaven invades the earth and eternity is activated and awakened, we are going to become everything God has ever called us to be. There is no reason for us not to explore the depths of that now in the deepest pursuit of understanding exactly who God has called us to be. Mm. Here's the danger. the Holy Spirit spoke to me that this was the moment in our times together that you would have the opportunity and I would have the opportunity to break the stupor of negativity off of our lives this is the danger the power of your words that begin to produce a complaint will hold you captive in a world that you do not want to create. I'm breaking a spirit of complaint off of people's lives today. I'm breaking negativity. Don't you dare call it realistic. I'm just being realistic about my situation. I mean, you need to stop. You need to understand faith is the substance of being hoped for, the evidence of that which I cannot see right now. I don't know if you heard or not, but if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Somebody ought to step into this dimension. God is taking us into greater places and greater spaces. I felt the Lord just saying, he's enlarging our branches and extending greater fruitfulness and providing more shade and deepening our roots. We are moving into a place where God is calling us to be influences in our society. The body of Christ is declaring the kingdom of God is here and the voice of the king exists within our mouths. Mm. Circumstances are often beyond your control But your attitude is 100% your responsibility Life's never about what happens to you Life's about what happens in you When things happen to you This is why it's so important that we gather as the church The best you Is the inspired vibrant you. you How many of you agree There's something going on in the atmosphere of this room right now That has the power to influence the legacy of your life For generations to come If you will embrace this This is why we gather as the body of Christ and camp around his word and lift up the name of Jesus and sense the power of the Holy Spirit so that we might live lifestyles full of the the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit. Very important that we understand the value of what we're talking about and and recognizing those circumstances. Life's never about what happens to you. Life's about what happens in you when things happen to you. I, I love sharing this story about my girls and they were... Just, just old enough to walk and talk. They, not, not much older than that. They, they wanted a pet, and I didn't wanna have a pet. And they finally convinced me that we would get fish. <coughs> and you know, they said, what all kids say, you'll never have to think about it, Dad. We'll take care of them, we'll feed them, we'll clean the tank. You know why there's laughter in the room when I'm saying this? Because children are liars, that's why. They got their way, they got their tank, and that part of the house smelled like tuna fish for the next three months. And I and I was exhausted with it. I was disgusted with it. And I got onto them about it. And then I started cleaning the tank. And then I decided one day it is God's will for us to get rid of these fish. And I knew that God would give me wisdom, and so he did, and I began to uh, think about that movie, Finding Nemo. And there's this point in the movie where the father is looking for Nemo and, and in the midst of his concern for Nemo, he has this look on his face where, as he's saying, I must find Nemo, where is Nemo? And he has that look on his face. So I got my girls and I said, hey, let's watch Finding Nemo, great idea. We watched the movie and when it comes to that point, he says, I must find Nemo, I pause. And I say, look at his face, girls. He just wants to find his son, Nemo. And I said, girls, those fish in your bedroom, they don't know their parents. (laughs) Right now, out at Lake Hefner, their parents look like this. And they're looking. And I said, we? should take those fish and do what we want this dentist to do with nemo right now if you know the movie and let him go and the girl said we should dad we should (laughs) and we got the fish i took the window of opportunity and we got the fish the tropical fish (laughs) put them in a bucket and went to the lake with Tropical fish, you understand I won't win dad of the year when they would figure out that they weren't going to live in the lake because they're tropical. But there we were and, 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 and they had creatively named all the fish so profoundly and we dumped them out and they were, goodbye blackie, goodbye goldie. I mean, the creative names were rolling off of their tongues as they were wishing this group of fish the very best. And and as we're standing there on this floating dock, uh, you know, I I didn't ever really think about the fact that people go out there to feed ducks, and suddenly ducks start coming over to see what's going on as we're watching our fish swim. These ducks mercilessly came around the corner and ate the fish right in front of my children. (laughs) Even like almost broadcasting it, picking up the fish. And my girl's like, whoo! And immediately I'm thinking, 20 years from now, they're going to be in therapy sessions saying, I was standing on the dock with my dad and the, the ducks. And I'm thinking, we've got to do something. And so, so I, I suddenly reversed the curse. And I said, Whoa, That's amazing! To which the girls looked at each other like the context and the conversation don't seem to go together. And they looked at me, and I said, girls, how often is it that we get to let the fish go and feed the ducks at the same time? (laughs) (laughs) And they are still astonished trying to figure this out, looking at each other. And finally, Lexi, the youngest, she gave in, and she goes, woo! So we got in the car, drove home, and told mom, and on this message about not being negative, I'm not going to share with you what she said. <laughs> How many of you know that we are the expression of the blessing of Abraham that God released in the earth, Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. We are blessed, and may we never forget that we are blessed so that we can be a blessing. I'll ask our worship team to come. When we cooperate with our assignment from God, I want to say it in many respects, when we cooperate with our assignment from God, our world begins to flourish. Why? Because we are the expression of God's blessing in the earth. Prayer is not about begging powerful God to do something on our behalf. I don't, I don't know if you realize it or not, but maybe you should start paying attention. I hope you're turning the page. You're spending time in the Word. I hope you're here and you've come to a a salvation decision that Jesus is Lord. Because none of this is going to have any effect in your life if you don't understand that Jesus is Lord. You have to be spiritually alive for there to be spiritual substance coming out of who you are. I've been dead and I've been alive. Let me just tell you, I prefer to be alive. Anybody relate? And then, not just being alive to a point of merely existing spiritually but then we spend time in the word where we're actually reading the bible not always understanding but something is actually being awakened in our spirit listen to me carefully you need to get in the word of god i'm, I'm astonished at how many people i talk to and they say yeah I, I really just don't have time to to read and pray you have to understand in spiritual terms that's like saying i really don't have time to eat and breathe Jesus is not a supplement or a vitamin. Jesus is oxygen. If you really want to live in power and anointing and carry out what I'm talking about, then you've got to be activated and empowered. I'll guarantee in the next few weeks, I just know what Pastor Steve Uppel carries. We are going to be challenged to go deeper in a consecrated life that that brings an expression of God's kingdom in anointing and power into the earth. Get on that now. Get in that place. I had somebody say, you know, people just don't listen to Christian music. I just want to tell you something. My wife, my children, and I share something in common in our home and in our cars, and that's the same kind of music that lifts up the name of Jesus. I, I know, I know. This can start to get legalistic, and, and I'm, not, uh, I'm not trying to go there. I was jamming to some journey this week, too. Don't stop believing. Sounds Christian enough to me. But, but, you know, everybody's got their own genre. Everything that you Now it's going through some of your 80s rocking heads. I know. But everybody's got their own genre. All this, listen, get the core, central, main thing to be the main thing. His name is Jesus. His power is real. I want to be alive. How about you? God empowers us to not only address the curse, but to reverse the curse into a blessing. Nobody in my family had ever graduated high school. Not one of my family members ever graduated high school. I graduated high school and my mom was like, I'm so proud of you, son graduated high school. You did it. I felt like I'd run across a finish line. And then I graduated my associate's degree. And she was like, oh, you are amazing. Your mom sneak that. And then I got my bachelor's degree. And she was like, you might become the president of the United States of America. <laughs> and then I got my master's degree. My mom and dad My whole family has now either graduated high school or they got their GED. Come on. So what existed did not have control because I refused to submit to the world that had been handed to me. Then I became the principal of a Christian school that helped other people do what nobody in my family had ever been able to do. I'm telling you, God doesn't want to just address the curse in your life. He wants to reverse the curse in your life and use you as an agent that's sin, Come on, let's just stand to our feet and give him a standing ovation. You know he's worthy of our praise right now. Let there be a declaration of our sound. Let there be a declaration of our shout. Let there be a release of God's kingdom in the earth, bless you Lord, you are worthy of our praise. Thank you for your anointing thank you Lord we're doing more than having a positive speech presented but we've joined together in an atmosphere of the kingdom of God where the king of kings and the Lord of Lords himself is speaking to each of our hearts and to all of our hearts mobilize us Lord as a mighty army of the living God in the name of Jesus I thank you, Lord, that you lived, you died, and you're risen from the grave. You're the Savior of the world. Come on, if you believe that, with your confession before men that Jesus is Lord, shout amen. Lord, we believe that you are the Savior of the world. And we ask and invite you, be Lord of our lives. In the name of jesus lead us in deeper conversations with god every day that we live so that our voice can be activated to not merely address the curse of poverty that has been tried to place on some of our lives but reverse the curse of poverty into the blessing of god Not just to address the curse of sickness but to reverse the curse of sickness into the blessing of health in the mighty name of Jesus. Not just to address the curse of divorce but reverse the curse of divorce into a place of helping others find what it is to have a sustainable pace of life in every way. We surrender to you. We give you our praise. Thank you for a renewed understanding and a deeper revelation of what it is to pray we're releasing something of an eternal propensity into the existence of our world and the world of those around us thank you lord this week i want to ask you purpose a specific place and a specific time to confidently use your voice for the purpose of prayer specific place specific time think about what I'm saying right now where is this going to be and when are you going to do it and use your voice listen if you use your voice to complain about your situation more than you use your voice to pray about your situation, then you've allowed Satan to hijack the resource of your voice and release something of negativity when God is actually wanting to, to step in where you'll allow him to have that and suddenly you begin to reverse that curse into the blessing. There's some people in this room right now that I'm telling you that there are some things broken off of some people's lives in the room. Do you believe that? Some things are broken off of our lives.